Hi, this is Tom Simpson from Arnold, Maryland. I love soccering, and you are listening to the DU Football Show. Go soccer, guys. Soccer good. (laughs) (laughs) This weekend it wasn't. Yeah, uh, no, no. In fact, it's so bad, we're going to just talk about the bottom of the table for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. uh, Newsflash is everybody. Uh, But hey, good news. You know what it is. No more Lord Monday, bitches! Let's wear kilts! Let's start the show! Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Straight and short, Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, free balling it like me, my co-host, right. Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, Sammy? Not bad. How are you? I'm mean, good. I'm feeling uh, loose and airy, and it's all uh, just it's like... lovely. It's wonderful down there, it's isn't it? lovely stuff. Thank yes. God we don't live in Tennessee. It is. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's St. Patrick's Week, so uh, myself and Mr. Graham may or may not be uh, sporting our kilts tonight. We are, and via, uh, just to confirm, actually not via, but just to confirm uh, through our theme song, I also look great in a kilt. <laughs> Very not good. Not just shorts. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Mel wants to say something. I was going to say, it smells very musty in here. (laughs) I did have to work all day before I came, and I rushed through the old poopy at home before I got here, so. That's my balls, Mel. (laughs) That's my balls. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can Mr. Graham, please tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. You also want to make sure you find the closed group that's Drunkard United FC, D R U N K A R D, United FC on Facebook. Ask to join it. It's a ton of fun. That's where most of the hashtag bands happen. The Manx were really fucking noisy. And then not. And then they drew Southampton. <laughs> well, then they lost to Liverpool 7 0. Then they drew Southampton. Well, they got very mouthy right after Liverpool lost to Bournemouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that whole day, it was all the jokes. Yeah, that's true. I had to give them a quick public service reminder that they had lost 7-0 to Liverpool. Yeah. You know, I'm just telling you right now. And then drew Southampton. Hey, Manx, right now, like seriously. Southampton are better than you. uh, Yes, and uh, Bournemouth are too, actually. Allow me to tell you this. You think... We beat Kenny down with the nine nil references. There's another one. <laughs> Just wait till you see what we do about your seven nil loss. Historic, historic loss has been 90 years since it's happened to <laughs> Liverpool seven and nil. Yeah. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry, both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, the stars aligned, the moons lined up, and we got lucky. 
We got ourselves an Irish on the week of St. Patrick's Day. Yes, we do. Uh, this one's actually from Northern Ireland, uh, but uh, it comes into you ranked number seven plus one. Mm-hmm. Which Manchester United didn't get one. <laughs> they did have seven scored against them, though. Uh, anyway, this is Limavady single malt, single barrel Irish whiskey. Uh, it comes from Northern Ireland, about 40 miles outside of Belfast. Uh, you, This is single barrel, full transparency. Number 39 is what got the ranking. Mm-hmm. We only stock what they have available to us. Exactly. And they're all PX Sherry, so they're massive, massive barrels. Mm-hmm. But we don't have number 39 in stock yet. This is number 94. So yeah. we're already well beyond. <clears throat> it's just the way it goes. I mean, that's what we did that's with the, the larceny uh, we did until we had a friend who was able to get us uh, each a one-ounce pour of the very specific barrel that won Best Whiskey of the Year. I don't mind doing it. It's a store yeah. owner of mine, uh, manager of mine, uh, yeah. House of Liquors. Yeah, that, that uh, was very... Go see him, buy stuff from his store up in Westminster, Maryland. He's a good mm-hmm. guy. That was very, very cool to be able to do that. But, I mean, that's just going to happen when you have certain single barrels. It's a very specific... I mean, last year's Maker's Mark, we don't get that Maker's Mark unless our buddy Ken, a Manchester United fan who recently lost to Liverpool 7 nothing, <laughs> was able to give us... I'm also the pretty week? sure I raise in the chats watching. Oh, Interestingly enough, he left seven comments on Facebook last week before the loss. <laughs> Speaking of chats. Hold on real quick. Yeah. Before the chat this week, though, zero comments. Oh. <laughs> uh, Christian says he is drinking Michner's. Thanks Mictors. to uh, mm-hmm. that's what I said. Thanks to your recommendation. Christian, since you're watching live, uh, is it the Mictors American whiskey that I had mentioned or or is it like you did one of the Mictors bourbons or rise? Because I know the one I did for uh, Firehawk when he had asked about different whiskeys, I said for American whiskey to get the Mictors blue label American whiskey that that's just it's fucking stellar. Yes. Oops. Um, autocorrect. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know. I'm still waiting for the rest of the answer. <laughs> That's oh, all right. The rye. Okay. The, rye. Was, the rye. Okay. The rye is also very good. I. It's they. They don't have. What's bad. the autocorrect for Michters? <laughs> There's not a bad bottle of whiskey from from Michters. They. No, Michters does good stuff. Exceptional stuff. M i t c h e r s. Oh, Mitch, I gotcha. Get to the write up, my friend. Yeah, we should probably do that. Uh, It comes in at 92 proof. It runs 50 bucks or so on the shelf. It is readily available, so this is not one that is ultra marked up or anything like that. You can find this very easily. Yeah. It's uh, rated 94 by the panel. It's an Irish single malt, as I said, and your blurb comes to you from Johnny McCormick. Racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Limavati's master distiller, Daryl McNally, who I've met actually. Mm-hmm. I've met Daryl uh, as well. Had a went out drinking with him for a night. Fucking fantastic, yeah, brilliant, dude. brilliant guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, McNally's master stroke has been to take the lead on single barrel releases within the Irish whiskey scene. This sourced single malt is triple distilled from 100% malted Irish barley, matured in first fill bourbon barrels, and finished in PX casks. Uh, Pedro Jimenez, for those that don't know, delivering a lusciously sweet combination of barley, sugar, butterscotch, candied orange peel, and pepperiness. Now working in partnership with Whistlepig, McNally, a former distiller at Bushmills and Dublin Liberties Distilleries, is hoping that success will enable a new Limavati distillery to be built one day. Until then, we can enjoy the singularly original dram. 
He's a lot like how Pickerel was. Knows how to pick fucking great barrels. Oh, yeah. really. and, and this is delicious. The yeah. butterscotch really stands out to me on the on the front palate. Um, you get that nice little sweetness. It's delicious. But then it finishes right, almost like a whistle pig. Big pepper bomb mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and good alcohol over the middle palate, which is what you want, really. I know I'm drinking whiskey drinking this bottle. Also, not a ton of um, cerealness to it that uh, a lot of America, oh, just a lot of single malts in general, barley-based whiskeys will have. Yeah. Uh, the triple distillation does a nice job of smoothing it out, but without removing the flavor. So a lot of times, like... We all know we all love Jameson, right? But Jameson is triple distilled. It's kind of meant to be the vodka of whiskey. It's meant to be very approachable, very easy to mix, very easy to shoot. And when a lot of other Irish whiskeys have imitated what they've done, which has gone to make people think that, oh, an Irish whiskey has to be triple distilled. No, it's not. Twice distilled. All whiskey is twice distilled. You can be triple distilled by choice. And the industry leader does it, and a lot of people copy that. And a lot of times they fall short. This does not fall short. No. This has got a lot going on. The two barrels really offer a ton. It's it is a lovely whiskey, a great price point. I got a lot of stone fruit as well over the mid palate, like yeah. apricot, kind of mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff. Um, maybe it'll even, eh, nah, probably not going to say that out loud. Yeah. Say so right. maybe a little pomegranate kind of finish, but I don't know. It's delicious, though. It does need some water for me. I'll give, uh, some, tart. I'll give you some tart on that. Yeah, it, I'd give you a little tart. I'm not so, I wouldn't go so far as to say pomegranate, but I would say tart of the pomegranate. Okay, fine. I need a little water with this, though, personally. I, I think it's it drinks much better over well, ice. Good news, you've got a one with ice already. Yes, already poured but, it. Well, that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. Here, well, Mel wants to try mine yeah. with the ice because she had her own neat as well i don't mind it neat but I, I think the water just opens it up so much the depth of flavor is just brilliant it does it does it's we, so much less serially after being poured on ice yeah absolutely so uh, apparently uh mel, mel wants more no, i'm trying to hand you the glass sorry <laughs> oh, okay I, now one thing i will say i have one two three four four beverages around me mel is fine uh i do sell this brand this is my brand i will uh, say this beverage mel i will <laughs> mbm i will uh, another no, MBA. Uh, the I hate the topper. Yeah, it's a topper. It annoys the absolute fuck out of me. Yeah. because It is a glass topper on a glass bottle with a ring of very sturdy rubber yeah. in there. And it's also like a bulbous round top to it as well, which makes it a hard, makes a son of a bitch to get a good grab on. Yeah, exactly. It's it's tough. <clears throat> uh, it, l- let it be known. This, yeah, go ahead. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Just I move said on. Because I said bulbous top. I knew exactly. Bulbous, but hard to get a grip on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's the constant struggle of my life, Mr. Graham. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we got to do? Always remember to wank responsibly. There I we... mean, drink responsibly. Let's Sorry. Let's do this. Cheers, my good man. Cheers. That's got to be better. That is better. There, there it is. Nah, still not better. Right. Switch into the mug while brilliant. Has offered less mm-hmm. cheersing opportunities. Mug, while fun, does not always go in the Does eye. not cheers well. Oh. That's a Riedel. Oh. No, it's not a Riedel. It's just a Glen Cairn. Oh, just a regular Glen The Riedel's really, really Really pop. clanker. They, they really Yeah, pop. they really do the old clanking. Uh, and uh, Mr. Graham, you're soon going to be uh, cracking a can of something, right, as well, to go along with that Irish whiskey? Oh, of course I will. What, what did you get a crack well, for? Well, we'll talk about it here in a minute. All right. Excellent. 
I'll make sure they know. And if they can't discern it by the sound, they really shouldn't be listening to the show, should they? All right, good. <laughs> but do, please do keep keep listening. <laughs> Remember, Graham is uh, judging you, but needs your help. Is Scott I Anglo American? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we start at the bottom of the table, which is seemingly changing minute by minute. That's right. This segment's going to be long because there's nine fucking teams divided by five fucking points. Bournemouth one, Liverpool nil, Everton one, Brentford nil, Leeds two, Brighton two, Leicester one, Chelsea three, Forest one, Spurs three, Palace nil, City one, West Ham one, Villa 1, Southampton 0, Manchester United 0, Wolverhampton 1, Newcastle 2. That is right, Graham. I mentioned all nine teams at the bottom of the table first because that's what we're talking about. We'll talk about the other teams because there's Europe and stuff. like. We'll talk about that in Oso. We are talking about Bournemouth, Everton, Leeds, Leicester, Forest, Palace, West Ham, Southampton, and Wolverhampton. All right, well, let's let's do this real fast. Dwight McNeil, first minute, <laughs> and then fuck all happened the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that done. Yeah, that, <laughs> That's, that Sean Dyche had to have the most raging boner of his life. <laughs> you, you know, what? I don't care what the order is. We're doing this first because of that. Sean Dyche. Well, I had one little public service announcement that will tie into that. But Sean Dyche did not have a problem with the bulbous head and getting a grip on it. That oh, no. Damn no, shower. he was fucking having a good. I heard that the Everton players weren't able to enter the showers for 20 minutes after the game. <laughs> Was Dice pulling For a fuck's Bielsa sake. alone oh. in the dark, <laughs> but happy? Come here and talk to me. That was bloody fucking brilliant. First you all did nothing. It was awesome. <laughs> Just get that gold bullshit out of the way. You know what? Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> they want to see a hard-nosed, proper British performance. We voted Brexit for a reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He sat him all Terrible. in the locker room and went, you know what you all? You know what it is? You are looking like a defensive Sean Dice yeah. Club. That's what you are looking like. <laughs> and if you don't, I'll slap you with a wet salmon. Oh, my Whatever God. Whatever he says. Slap you with a wet fish. I would like Fucking to officially weirdo. let it be known. VAR has changed from clear and obvious to kind of and sort of is pretty much how yeah. it's going to work. Um, <laughs> no shit. The, the, what's, what's worth mentioning in this is that there's three different calls that were definitely wrong that could have very much changed outcomes of the game. And let's face it, when we're talking about five points between 12th and 20th, those VR, VAR decisions are massive, can and will affect the outcome of who goes down this season. Big and time. some of the ones that we got to talk about, and we'll talk about it right off the bat, Damari Gray's handball. Yep. Could, it, could it have been a handball? Sure. Yep. Did the video show any evidence that it was clear and obviously a handball? Nope. There was no angle that showed anything. So if you don't have a clear and obvious error, the, the call on the be, field stand. stands, yeah. which was what? It's supposed to stand. It's a goal. It's yeah. a fucking goal. Well, but, the, the other piece of that, too, is look at what happened, and we'll come on to it when we talk about their game, but what happened um, with um, uh, against City? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that penalty that that ultimately won them that game mm -hmm. is, um, was soft. a Stephen Taylor. I don't know why Stephen Taylor sticks in my head, but that's not who it was. Doesn't matter. Not the point. Yeah, 
But you can make an argument for why that shouldn't be a penalty. There's a, there's absolutely an argument. Ultimately, I think the penalty should happen, um, but it, it ultimately, you know. It was Ezzy who ended up uh, getting the soft foul that, that got called for the penalty. That got called for the penalty. No, no, no. It was the handball. It was the header. No, that's um, Boardmouth. Oh, that was Boardmouth. Yeah, You're was right. Boardmouth. Yeah, so it might have been Steven See, Taylor. there were so many fucking <laughs> VAR fuck-ups. They I had no idea what's one. going on. Yeah, fuck Piqueta. And I, it's I, so I fucking boring. I, I hate talking about VAR. I'm so sick of this. And I know this is going to piss off uh, uh, Smokey and other, and other Iron supporters, but I'm sorry. Piqueta's was weak. The only thing Piqueta fell over was his own two feet as he purposely clicked them together to fall on the ground. Now, I would also say... For me as an Everton fan, if that went my way, I went, woohoo, well, we got away with one. But I'd at least admit we got away with one. Well, yeah. And then, frankly, the, if Fabio Wolves, Vieira tripped over his own feet and got a free mm-hmm. kick called for him. Exactly. Wolves, weird. Wolves in Newcastle. Now, ultimately, Newcastle won the match, but that tomato yellow was a ball passed into a through lane. That Isaacs was dead on going to goal 20 yeah. yards out. And Semedo did what he's been red carded for before, a perfectly executed NFL tackle around the <laughs> fucking waist and only got a yellow for it. I'm like, and then they don't, they, they go to VR for like 30 seconds. Like, clear and obvious. Yep. No, we need to clearly and obviously make this fit the narrative we want it to fit. Like it's just yeah, it's almost it's like horrible. The, it, it's almost like the it, Nick Pope should have been sent off. Yeah, for what he did, it, it's almost like the VAR officials don't want to be VAR officials. Yeah, they want to tank the system on purpose. They are fucking up constantly. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. But. And you know like what? Like I said, dude, now I mean, and, and, and the sad part is, is we've had this discussion three years ago, mm-hmm. but this is going to cost at least one, if all, not all three teams that go down, a hell of a lot of money, a hundred million dollars, hell of a lot of money. Which, in the case of some teams like Everton or Forest or Wolves, could be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Because of the money they've spent and the investment that they have in the players, like Southampton, Bournemouth, should be all right. Like you know, but some of these clubs, I mean, they would be fucked by this if oh, they yeah. end up going down big time. Right, just huge insanity. So what I want to do is huge. But you're you're absolutely right about Damari Gray's incident. I mean, however, okay, fine, we won the game still. Yeah, right. Fortunately, so, no problem. Should have been two 0 Hey, guess what? Look at all the goal differentials. Gold differential fucking means something oh, this time. go around. 100%. Big time. 100%. Big time it does. You're absolutely Especially right Especially because you look at a team like who now has really fallen into it and will get onto them is Leicester. They only have a minus nine because they scored a lot of goals. Yeah, but. That's it. Well, their defense is about to get a lot better. Mm-hmm. Wout Face just got a red card. <laughs> <laughs> so they're about to be a lot better. That'll fix everything. Uh, uh, but Johnny Evans is also coming back. Yeah, hey, there we go. Woohoo! Which it, it, for them it's big. For them it is. Big. Yeah, it really is. For them it's big. He would, you know, make worse most teams at the top of the table, but for somebody in Leicester's position, he makes them better. So Graham, feel free to mention some of the goals here as we go through it. But what I've essentially done is I've taken these nine teams, and I'm just kind of giving you some bullet points to talk about them because really. Well, it's a, it's a good it's a good week to do it, right? There's what 11, 12 games left in the season, so roughly a third, just under, but roughly a third of the season left to go. It's a good time for a context 
conversation. Yeah. It's a good time for a story conversation. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with that. Let's hop into it. So Bournemouth, they're showing fight, right? They're legitimately showing fight, which is what we critiqued them for most of the season was not getting yellows, not being scrappy, not fuck only Adam Smith, the captain, seemed to be the only guy so that got seemed a to yellow. Care. Yeah. Right. So they're showing a fuck ton of fight. Philip Billing was brilliant in this game. Do they have the experience to stay up top, though? No. That's that's what I feel. It's they like, don't. <laughs> you got Solanke, you got Trevino, you've got um, you've got uh, uh, Billing, and then it kind of really thins off. But Billing's that. doing a lot of work right now. I mean, yeah. he's kind of playing a number ten and a number eight. Yeah, he and did a lot of defending he's their as well. Box to box and playmaker all in I one. I mean, I know it only takes about seven steps to get from eighteen to eighteen, but <laughs> yeah, he he can't do it all. <laughs> he he's a long fucker, big stride. <laughs> but look at him against us the the previous week. He was fucking knackered by the end of the game. Yeah, he can't do this all himself. He needs everyone else to chip in, and they're just not doing it. Um, but. They're showing some fight. They're, they're looking relatively organized these last couple games. There's a chance that they could do something because, because simply because it's so fucking tight down there. And the keeper, Neto, getting... Neto's hat, he had a brilliant He had a brilliant yeah. match against Arsenal. Neto's Just excellent. unlucky. And then I think he had seven saves in the match against Liverpool. Something like that, yeah. I, uh, Neto's excellent. That's going to help. That's going to help an Conversely, awful lot. Liverpool shot themselves in the foot for a potential Champions League spot. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they have a game in hand, but they're now six points behind Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And eventually, and also so twice gonna, this season, we've done this. Liverpool are back. Well, and they're no, they're be, not. They're going to be off this weekend because of the uh, FA mm-hmm. Cup, so they can find themselves nine points back. Yep. And even with games in hand, your brain starts to think. Uh, you, Arsene Wenger always said it. You'd rather have those points on the board, right? right. You don't want the games in hand because the pressure is so big. To, to make sure that you're keeping pace, uh, that it's ridiculous. Re- related to March Madness, right? So um, you have a college team that's down by 15 or 20, and they come roaring back, and they get back to being just down by one. And then it all falls apart, and you see them down yeah. by 10 again. That's exactly what it kind of feels like for in sure. that situation. For, yeah, for absolutely. Liverpool. But we're going to talk about them in the next segment anyways. But let's move on. Everton, Dyche, not pretty, but effective. 10 points in seven matches so far. That's a fucking W for Everton. I told you. Yeah. This dice, the dice difference. <clears throat> you have good players there. Yeah. They're not going to win you the league. They're not going to get you Champions League. But you have a solid 12th place team. Yeah. And there's no reason they should have been performing the way they were. That is Frank Lampard's fault. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, now, he, the yeah, owners have is. their deficiencies. The board have their deficiencies. That right. does need to be rectified. I agree with that statement. However, Frank Lampard was not getting his job done. He wasn't doing his bit. Now, the thing that I And Sean Dyche comes in and does it. And the reason I did this, and I'm glad you came back to this game, is it perfectly signifies Dyche ball. We had all the excitement of the goal in the first 30 seconds of talking about this. Mm -hmm. And now we've revisited the same thing now a second time. And it's boring as fuck for everybody else. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Now, uh, the one thing that concerns me with Everton and should concern if if you're looking at all of these teams, Everton can't score. They cannot score goals. Because it's Sean Dyche. Get it? (laughs) Everton just cannot score. So if Everton finds themselves now, because... 
they also I mean they can have, twice as long as now have away at Chelsea, away at United. United going to be missing somebody. We'll get to that, and then <laughs> home to Tottenham. So they got three tough ones coming up. And honestly, you come out of that with a point, you're happy. Yeah, like I mean, it's. Not I mean, gonna it's going to depend easy. on who everybody else plays. But I'm with you. Right. The problem is, is what twelfth through twentieth are separated by three points and ten goals or something. Twelfth uh, through twentieth is five. Five, five points, points and ten goals or whatever yeah. it is. It, it's but, ridiculous. But fifteenth um, through twentieth are separated by three. Yeah. Like, so every it's week it's going to change. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nuts. And uh, so keep and it, that, but that's a shit run, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a shit run that yeah. couple weeks. Now, now, especially with Chelsea starting to find their stride. This I think was their third win in the row in all competitions. You right. count the Champions League, um, but third win in a row this weekend against Leicester. Yeah, it's, but it's, also is Potter but, starting but, to figure it out? Maybe, but also if there's someone who's going to keep a team out of the net. It's Everton and Dyche. That's, That's what they're going to do, you know. And then you go to United unless you're playing Arsenal, yeah. And United, right. when they're missing a certain someone, look like shit in the middle of the fucking pitch. Which again, we'll get to that in a second. Who the certain someone they're going to be? Yeah, but missing you know, what's weird is they had him. Didn't they have him in against Liverpool? Uh, no, he wasn't back. Oh, in he wasn't there. So yeah. when he's not there, they concede seven. Yeah, exactly. And then and then Spurs on the road. Spurs on the road look like dog shit. You know, they did just lose the fucking Wolves one nothing at, at, at Wolverhampton. They do look like ass. They really do. All right, moving on to the next one. Leeds, who get a big draw. So the first two were wins for these teams. It got them out of the drop. Leeds get a big draw, but then they still find themselves sitting in the drop zone currently. They can score goals, but they give up just as much. So many goals. Is Gracia going to be... The well, difference. They, they look more organized. Yes, I, I will say that they. This game is a loss. Yeah, six weeks ago. Yeah. Oh God, yes it is. But now Grassi is here. Is. He he seems to have organized. I mean, think how Watford was under him before they canned him. Um, for the most part, they stayed organized and they got stuff done. The problem was scoring goals again. Bamford back on the score sheet is huge for them. Um, here something you see that's very big in that regards too. All three of these matches at Bournemouth, at Everton, at Leeds. You, you, with all of these teams, home cooking is very important. And oh, yeah. I mentioned one down the stretch that's super important. And Jack Harrison scoring an own goal and then coming back with a, a right-footed goal, to be honest, yeah. is, is surprising in and of itself. But a, a right-footed goal of that quality for that mm -hmm. player was, was brilliant, the way he cut in and just a perfectly driven ball. I mean, it's still, it's weird because it had pace. It was driven, mm -hmm. but it's still kind of looped. Right. It was a strange strike, but it was excellent. Took uh, Kepa completely out of the game. Yep. Agreed. Not Kepa, Sanchez. Sanchez. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. All good. I was reading something for coming up here. So, Lester can score goals, but they give up is just as much. Hmm. Sounded like the sentence I just said. Right. Why does it feel different? I'll, I'll give you my opinion first. Gracia, new manager, new manager bump, trying to organize. Rogers yep. been there for a while. They're not going to dump him. They're, he's gonna he's either going to sink the ship or he's going to keep him up, and they'll worry about it at the end of the season because, frankly, they don't have a ton of cash right now coming in because of, as you've mentioned, their real legitimate business that makes them money got very impacted by, uh, by COVID. COVID. Yep. It, they really feel like they are a team dropping like a fucking 
stone right now. There's oh, yeah. two in particular that are really dropping like a stone, and they're one of those two. Definitely they are. Now, the difference is going to be James Madison is better than James Ward-Prowse. There you go. So, perfect. these both teams are one-person teams, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now, you do get more from Leicester's supporting cast. Right. The problem is their defense and their goalkeeping situation is such shit that I, I, if Leicester had Bazunu, mm-hmm. they'd be in 11th, wouldn't be a problem. Right. They'd be okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't disagree. I but do not the disagree. defense in front of Bazunu is so bad. And then the goalkeeper behind everybody else is so bad at Leicester, conversely, mm-hmm. that they're just conceding so many fucking goals that it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know where Jamie Vardy's been. Yeah. Since that court case, he's been non-existent. Oh, the man is like 57 years old and he's been doing so have another Coke Red, and Bull. Red Bull and fucking have vodka another Red Bull man. His whole Come life. on. You know? And he's Jamie fucking Vardy. He can only fuck for so listen, long. <laughs> listen. I know we're going to talk about Fulham and Arsenal in the next segment. Uh-huh. Okay? I know that, but I have to bring this point up now cuz it seems pertinent. Mick Jagger was at the game. His son or grandson, not sure because it's Mick Jagger, <laughs> had on an Arsenal hat. Yeah. Fantastic. So the Jaggers are Arsenal supporters. Brilliant. Mick, though, had on a hat. Can you guess what was written on Mick Jagger's hat? What was it? Dilf. <laughs> no lies detected. <laughs> Except his age. Should be Gilf. Yeah, should be Gilf. And any day could be Gugilf. <laughs> okay? Because he started having kids with 12. If uh, he was a dinosaur, his nickname would be a Lickalotopus. <coughs> yes, I'm stealing a ton of go- uh, jokes. Yes. Call N- me Amy Schumer. Because <laughs> I learned that was a thing about 12 minutes ago. Exactly. Now, he, but here's something like we talk about Chelsea's on a run. Chelsea's finally scoring goals. But who did they just score goals against? Lester. Dougie. Which isn't. Doug. Yeah. Like. You know? And Vout Face got sent off. Uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, Continuing on, the other team that is dropping like a stone. You can't play every match at the city ground, Nottingham Forest, and they are getting very cold at the wrong fucking time. Yes, they are. Mel, it is time. There we go. I got to put my camera back on. See if everyone knows what this is via sound. Ready? If you don't know what that is, still tune in, but be disappointed in yourself. Just watch yourself. It's running down your hand there, hon. Yeah, but it's going on your notes, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, Nobody it's not reads like it she anyway. fucking reads them. Oh, Jesus. Well, oh. get your glass and pour yourself a wee pint. If you don't know, oh, now you know. Uh-huh. My glass is broken. Just fucking pour it in the glass. It looks like a Guinness glass. My glass, my glass is just have it. My glass it. checked out after the per- first Look, one of the weekend. Both of you can turn it around and not have it facing the camera. Okay, I was kind enough to get you glasses. Okay, be those those fuckers are used to ice housing them. Okay, so you all need to be thankful. I'm sure we had some Dewclaw pine glasses that uh, have much more I, rep, rep, reputation behind them. So if them. you don't know, Mel and I poured, uh, poured ourselves a pint of the black stuff. Yep. The old Guinness. There you go. And the old classic. Properly, just poured it right in, letting it settle. Look at all that lovely. I see your Sam is already oh, starting it, to separate. It's starting to settle happy. a bit. Very good. Did you see Stephen Walsh's post this weekend uh, of a poorly poured pint? No, I did not. 
And then I thought of a brilliant Instagram page uh, for comedy purposes. Uh, poorly poured pints already exists. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jaeger. Ha. Uh, Mike, Nick Jagger has two grandkids. That's yeah, so Gilf. Gilf. Yeah, I read it as Jaeger. Gilf. Not Dolph. Uh, I'll sit on Grandpa's lap. Forest is getting cold at the wrong time. Yes, they are. And Not they can't good. rely on city ground forever. Now, you know what pains me here? Mm-hmm. I bet real money on this game. Oh, yeah. Because Forest away from home, obviously, don't have their people. Right. So I bet Tottenham to cover the spread in real money. Mm-hmm. Tottenham to cover the spread. There to be over two and a half goals in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harry Kane to score. That all happened. And then someone, I can't remember who. Oh, Son to have uh, at least one shot on target, which he scored. So obviously he did. Um, Fraser Forrester and those giant fucking tree trunk legs. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You saved the spread for me in the 94th <laughs> minute. And your boy won $94.57. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Get in. Doesn't help me on the show, but <laughs> it's good. Real life cash money. You, you hit. That's uh, right. Uh, Kane's goals were decent. Yeah, yeah. They were fine. Um, things you would expect Harry Kane to do. Um, yeah, but how did the match open? Oh, didn't Richarlison score? Well, no, no, wait. he didn't. No, but he did shush his manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was probably ruled out for offside <laughs> again. How does one? And I think Richarlison, with all the stars aligning, is the only one who could do it. How does one Spursy Everton that? <laughs> You know what this is? Like, how? <laughs> how does one Spurs Everton that? Richarlison. That's how it happens. If anybody <laughs> is familiar with the trials and tribulations of one Kevin Keegan. Mm-hmm. Now, his a lot of his issues were off the pitch. He was a brilliant footballer. But I've never heard of a, of a player involved in an, in, in an international incident with some crockery from a different country coming back from a Champions League game. Right. Well, uh, European Cup game in his day. I've never heard of, you know, uh, anyone else opening up a <laughs> soccer-themed theme park that did not do well. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Keegan Soccer Circus. <laughs> uh, but on-field antics, just being hapless and fucked up, Richarlison has to be the Kevin Keegan of Kevin Keegan off-field antics, yeah. in my opinion, because that's now two goals that he's had ruled out for offside, mm-hmm. one of which he was uh, yellow-carded for. Yes, because he ripped off his shirt. Because he ripped his shirt off after not scoring. Right. And then this one, he shushed his manager, who he himself talked shit about midweek in the press. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Conte didn't say anything. Conte was like, so who I'm are you arsed. shushing? <laughs> I'm not arsed. It's okay. How can you shush him? He yeah. didn't say anything. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't disagree with what he said. He's has been playing like shit. <laughs> like, it was just like, <laughs> and, and it's it's funny because you think of like. It's weird. Because then you look at what, like, Everton, like his first match was, you know, scoring a brace and winning over the crowd and just like, and then, you know scoring the goal and picking up the fucking flare and like just yeah. like, like this like icon of a fucking club and then just spursies the fuck out of it he'll be he will be loaned out to some no-name turkish team in six months time 
I'll won't be a problem. I would. Let's pull the old Steven Pinar. You went to Spurs, didn't work out. Come back, son. Come on back. For we'll, a lot cheaper. We'll, we'll take you right back. It's not a problem. Loan move. They pay half the bill. That'll work out yeah. just fine. Steven Morrow got a good goal. Yeah. He uh, also had some uh, trials and tribulations at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for him. He's their long-serving captain. Yeah, there. I got I to say, uh, this is the team I'm probably most worried about. Plunging down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Because I don't Agree. know if the... But I think their stadium is so not toxic but that they may be safe. The 580,000 different combinations <laughs> they could put on the field... I think there may be too much tinkering. I just, I don't feel good about it. And this is also one of those clubs that if they go down, I think it will be detrimental. Yeah, like, it could be. Because the amount of money again. that they spent in oh, everything. Oh, for sure. You know, like, I, I don't. And what happens if, if Koppel decides to lift off? Yeah, so like, I don't feel that about Bournemouth because Bournemouth really didn't put a ton of money into the club coming up. I know you're having what if, with that what one. if what if something bad happens and Nottingham Forest decide to put in a probe <laughs> into the Premier League? Oh, Jesus Christ. We're very Cobble's an alien. Let's agree. <laughs> I, I Jesus know, Christ. Yes. Um, He's not from here. It, <laughs> Southampton's old, Southampton's going very young. So you feel like they're going to retain a lot of those players that they go down. They'll probably come right back up. Like there's certain teams you look at and you go, they should be OK. Mm-hmm. Forest is one that worries me if they go down because will all the money line up? Will they have what spent happened? too much money? Yeah, it happened last time. How much of those exactly. players do they do they end up uh, selling? Because it's like you look at a guy like Lingard that you're probably paying a fuck ton of wages a on. A load of money. Hasn't played, been injured, and is going to walk. Like he's going to walk. You're not yeah. going to get anything for him. Yep. Like And that that's going to be a big, I think, a big time problem for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I definitely worry for them. Crystal Palace. They've had a tough fixture run, and they everybody talks about how they haven't won in uh, this calendar year so far. They've been playing nothing but teams above them. But here's the question. Have they forgotten how to win? Because at least all these other clubs, they've been playing each other. They've been fighting. They've been getting points. Yeah, but Zaha's been injured. He's now got two games under his belt. Um, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll figure it out. They're showing fight. They're doing things correctly i mean city they got the right coach city yeah. were completely bereft of ideas all game oh yeah I mean, palace was, played the perfect game it was one mistake mm-hmm. that led to a penalty yep and that is why they lost otherwise that game would be nil nil and you guys would be six or seven points ahead in the league. correct absolutely the case agree city has to be kissing their asses saying thank you that we got away with the 100 percent. and they did they they nicked it. They how, stole it. I was going to say, how do you say for a team like Manchester City that they had a snatch and grab? Because it, it's what yeah. it was. And it just hit me. I mean, it's it's unlucky for Elise. Mm-hmm. I, I mistaked yeah. it with the, the Bournemouth situation um, uh, earlier. It was Elise who was coming back to help defend, mm-hmm. who really it isn't his job. He just ran to into the guy. Ran into the guy. And just, you know, was a bit overzealous. Yeah. And that that's is what it is. It yeah. just got a bit it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um and Holland did well to finish it, but he had three or four chances on the doorstep that mm-hmm. he failed to put away. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. Kevin De Bruyne supposedly had illness a couple of weeks ago. Why hasn't he been starting now? Yeah. Like what there's some sort of rift it seems in that city dressing room. 
and they are completely bereft of ideas. It takes an individual moment of brilliance from either Grealish or Mares on occasion or mm-hmm. Silva on occasion or Holland to create a half yard of space because they're not doing it. They're in second on pure as talent. As a team. Yeah. They're in second on pure talent. Hundred percent. It it's, it's really strange to be watching it, but that's how good they are, yeah. right? I mean, they're they're eking out these wins, but they shouldn't be. They, they deserve pull, to draw this game. They could pull a U, where you beat Leicester both times that they won the title. They could beat you both times, and you guys still win the title. Exactly. It just it, it's how it could honestly end up. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Moving on to West Ham, they feel too good to go down. They really do. Do you think the McRib might be a distraction? Yeah, big time. You know, they went fairly deep in each of the in, in the cops. I don't like, think Moyes has figured out his team yet. He, I don't know that he actually wanted these players. Because so, of how little he's used them. Yeah, and and <laughs> in injuries, and then you have, you know, like Paqueta and Fornals kind of offer you the same thing, which is funny because you look at the other side of the pitch with Villa, where they have Coutinho and, uh, and Emi Buendia, and it was very clear Coutinho was a Gerard move. And, and Unai Emery is, nope, I'm selling all fucking Ings. I'm not fucking playing Coutinho. It is, it's Emi Buendia and it's Ali Watkins, and you guys are going to go do it. I'm putting all my faith into you boys to go do it. And you look at that on, you know, conversely on the other side, you're, you're right. I don't know if Moyes knows what his lineup is. Uh, I think it was, was it uh, Smokey mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier? Made a really good comment in our closed group. That Danny Ings mm-hmm. plays great with a partner. So why is he up there by himself? Yeah. That's a, a Moyes exactly. lineup. A Moyes lineup is a lone striker with a 10 behind him. Yeah. That is what it was at Everton. It's what it is at so the, it's what it was at United. It's what it was at Sunderland. Everywhere. That's yeah. not Ings. That's not what he does best. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, he's that's great what it was. with a partner or he's great coming in at the 80th minute. I that, mean, you can only expect so much from a 40-year-old. Ings, Ings was the buy that West Ham made like what Newcastle did last year when they bought Chris Wood. Mm-hmm. We are going to take away a guy from someone so the other teams can't get him because Everton was in big time talks to get Ings. So was Southampton to bring him back. And that was, I think, a move by West Ham to go. We don't we're taking him so they don't have him is really what it comes down to. I still ultimately feel like West Ham's too good to go down. They just there's too much talent on that team to go down. I know. But being too big to go down is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, That's it, the age old thing that fuck around gets and, you fucking relegated. Fuck around and find out in the last two games of the season, they have to get double wins to stay up. That could really be the case. That it could really be could. the case. 100%. So, Southampton, even when things go right, even when they go right, still find themselves in last place. Yeah. It's, it's, this is kind of constant for them. Like It seems like they're about to dig themselves out. They get the right result. Still in 19th or 20th. You know, the, the the win at Everton, a huge win, still found themselves at the bottom of the table. But besides Kenny, who even watched this game? <laughs> I certainly didn't. Yeah. I heard Casemiro got a red from someone else. I, they, Actually, they from are, a mouthy Manchester United supporters who I heard they that from. are a completely different team with Casemiro in the midfield. They are world beaters with him in the midfield. They are one of the best clubs in England with him in the midfield. When they don't have him in the midfield, they are ordinary as 
fuck. Yep. Well, I mean, it doesn't help going out of 10 men, but. Yeah. Yeah. But still. It, it's just a shit game. Yeah. It was, it was another boring. just shit game. But, but for, but for Southampton, you're at Old Trafford. They get a guy sent off. Get the draw. Oh, it's definitely a point gained. And and also, De Gea had to make a couple of fucking worldies to keep it, uh, Theo Walk of all people. Theo, Theo Walk fucking Walk out. out. Yeah. Sure Twice. Like, I'm sure you'd like him back. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Why? No. No. It's quality. Um, you, you, you keep living that pro Arsenal agenda. <laughs> Final team. Wolves. Only five points safe. They're the ones in 12th place currently. They're great at home. Great at home. Eh, mm-hmm. on the road. But here's the big thing. Their last 11 matches, five of them are against the teams we just talked about. And of those five, three of them in their building. Yep. They, they shoot themselves in the foot a lot. Mm-hmm. And they should be further out of it than they are. Well, Jimenez had a goal disallowed in this game as well. So I think they will be eventually out of it. But really how the schedule lines up, they just need to beat the fucking teams around them. Mm-hmm. Which, when you see they have five of those and three of them are at home, those three better be fucking at least seven points. They gotta be. They gotta be. Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. They need the points on the board if to those solidify. those are seven points, they're yeah. safe. Those seven solidify points where they are. safe. That is exactly what it does. You know who scared me mm-hmm. is Al Marone. After he scored, do you see the celebrations? Oh, my God. His face. Well, he he looked gonna, like Antonio Conte. He was going to fucking kill somebody. Oh, he transformed. Mm-hmm. It was bad. That makes me nervous. I don't like it. All right. Because so, Miggy is always kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like Miggy. Uh, nice guy. I don't like that side of Miggy. <laughs> that makes any South American never too far away from a razor blade. Yeah, I'm it just makes you. me nervous. He <laughs> shank you in he a heartbeat. Fucking yeah, he did have crazy eyes. He's he got a like sawed off went... toothbrush somewhere yeah. in his in the vicinity. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, Graham. Final question of the segment: Three teams right now. Who do you think's going down? Oh, mate, that's tough. I can go first. I've already got my yeah, answer. Yeah, go for first. You. I am sticking with the three so. that I have been saying for a while now. Okay. Southampton and Bournemouth are 19th and 20th. Yep. Interchangeable. Mm-hmm. And an 18th is Nottingham Forest. That is my three. Okay. That is my three. I am going to disagree on Forest. Okay. I think they have more in the tank than Leicester. Okay. You're I going think Leicester. Leicester are going to go down. I agree with the other two. Okay. Bournemouth and Southampton are both shit. Yeah. But Leicester concede so many fucking goals. I think they go down, and I think Vardy gets a swan song, probably at Forest, and then retires. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, hey, and let's just remember, that could all change in a week. Running out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Arsenal three, Fulham two. Top of the league, say we are top of the league. That's it. That's it. That's that's <laughs> that's how so that happened. Fulham and, and Arsenal. Yeah, we just covered all the other fucking games. That's all it needs to be. That's all it needs to be. We are top of the league. Yep, I said we are top of the league. Yes, well, I like on your notes. Arsenal, Fulham. Just let Graham talk. 
Like you have that written in there. Yeah, just let, Gra- let Graham talk. Oh my God, she read my notes. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was just a good, confident, excellent performance. It helped that Paulina was not there. Yeah, obviously, that helps a lot. A big time. They're uh, a very different team with him in the middle. Of yeah, the but pitch. I don't think it would have. We did dominate the midfield, but I don't think it would have mattered much. We were on it. We were ready to go. Trossard has the unique opportunity of being the first player in Premier League history to have an away day first half or any half, but a hat trick of assists in one half of a game. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool. All two fucking passes. I think two too. of which were left footed, weren't yep. they? Uh, not his strong foot. Either. They were. They were pretty fucking brilliant. Odegaard had a great goal, um, that, which is excellent to see him back on the score sheet. He played very well. Tracked back. Actually put some tackles in without getting cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabrielle from the uh, from a corner, a good header, and then Gabrielle Martinelli with a header. Yeah, which was I know. Go figure. Fantastic as well. It was it was just a good strong champions performance it really just professional job kill him early make him feel the pain get the fuck out of dodge and that's what we did i mean fulham had none of the play and for maybe about 12 minutes in the second half fulham didn't really provide much of the game arsenal dominated pretty much every facet of the game yeah it was phenomenal so we're gonna go ahead and take kind of a look at and leno had to make a couple of saves as well so kind of the top half of the table i think it's safe to say it's a two-team race now Mm -hmm. it's it's arsenal and city and and the only thing that makes me think that city still has a shot is because they're fucking city and you've got a team full of guys who haven't been in this situation before yeah you know now you have a manager who's been the guy next to the guy in city and knows what it's like to do this mm-hmm. but can he translate it to his players i tend to think yes i think the league is yours but you can't count out fucking city you just can't no of course not it's nice to get gabriel jesus back that of mm-hmm. course is is very helpful um that means we now have five players that can kind of translate across that front line. And if somebody's not performing, there's competition for places. Exactly. So exactly. That's which is great. They're going to push each other. They're going to make each other work, which just makes everyone better in general. That's why City is so good. That's why Liverpool over the last couple of years has been so good. Mm-hmm. Is there's competition for those places. Yep. If you're not playing well, fuck off. We have somebody else that can do this. So everybody takes it upon themselves to play better. I think we win the league. I'm starting to really believe that, mm-hmm. but City only being five points back, I would like one more cock up by them before yeah. we do. Yeah, uh, before because, I'm because before it's I, very likely you could drop all six to City. Correct. Very and if, likely. And if we have man for man, they are a better team than us. I think, right. but they are less of a team than we than are. You are. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, dare we say Arteta's out coaching fucking uh, Pep right now. Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. He is. 100% he is. Because Pep hasn't figured out how to not have De Bruyne not in the squad, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Without De Bruyne, City are a very different proposition. And for four weeks, they haven't had him. And they don't look very good. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and move on from this because we've had enough time somehow making oh so that happened a pro Arsenal agenda. But and we're gonna go ahead it and deserves talk about, it. We're going to go ahead and talk about... The, we the Champions it. League spots. We know who one and two are going to be. Three and four are separated very closely, and it looks like four teams are kind of in the running for it. Yes. I'd say really three and the fourth is on the outside looking uh, in. With, they can't score goals, which is difficult. Yeah, but they also don't give up any goals, which helps. Well, you know? Nick, this new Nick Pope is kind of weird. Yeah, he has. He has <laughs> been a little weird. 
<laughs> he's Mr. Reliable for the last seven or eight years. And now all of a sudden he's fucking handballing outside the box. He's clattering into people. Hey, look, we all know his infinity with Burger King. Maybe it's impossible, Pope. I don't know. Like He's all over the fucking place. I don't know what's happening. Um, we got United. We have Tottenham. We got Liverpool and we have Newcastle. Um, I Like I said before, with United, I feel like they're a completely different team with Casemiro. It's just that kind of grit in the middle of the pitch. So, But now Newcastle, let's, let's be mm. honest about it. Newcastle still have two games in hand. So should they come through that? I don't know who they're against. But should One's they- against us. So us and, their, think- us and their building should be a win for them. That should be right. three so points. So if, if we do that. They're only a point back from Tottenham. And if they win their second game in hand, they're tied on points with Manchester United. Mm. That being said, Manchester they only have one game in hand on Manchester United. They also have a game in hand on the rest of the league. Yeah. United do. So yeah. they would still be three points ahead of if they win theirs. Right. But over the last two weeks, we've seen, can they? Yeah, yeah exactly. So this is going to be a very tight race. Tottenham love to get in their own way. They really do. That's so Spursy is a sentence for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not me talking pro Arsenal yeah, agenda. We say how Spursy that's all the time. Serious. How Spursy. Yeah. So why did I use that as a reference earlier in the 100%. fucking show? Because they're fucking Spursy. Do you remember that season they, they put on. that stripe? Sam, say it one more time to make sure it's show title. Okay. Sure. Spursy Everton that. <laughs> I don't know. Impossible Pope's right fucking up there. Yeah. Impossible Pope's pretty good. <laughs> impossible Pope is pretty good. Um, and then Liverpool makes this great charge, but then just completely. They Shits a bed again. Their midfield, it's. It's some of the best midfielders to ever play the game, but they're old. Mm-hmm. They're real old, and they're big old. And it's become and it's become the answer for Klopp to do what honestly lower half of the table teams do when they're down: put five strikers on the pitch. Oh yeah, Fabinho. Fabinho work. looks like he's about forty three years old. It doesn't work when you no. do when you do that move because you've seen. Like I, I've seen Everton do it a bunch of times before, where you just throw all the strikers out there. It's like, ah, let's put Shink Taysone out there instead of uh, and pull off a dress of gay. Oh, why did that team score a goal in the fucking ninetieth minute? I don't know because there was five fucking strikers and no fucking midfield. Yeah. <laughs> like, but there's the difference. You're throwing on five Shank Taysones. Yeah, Liverpool are throwing on Diogo Jota. <laughs> That's different. Then why no goal against Bournemouth? Well, because they couldn't figure it out. Because <laughs> Mo Salah decided to put his penalty right. out for the, a fucking throw-in. Right. The ultimate the ultimate thing that I talk for about as in that For as high regard, as Harry Kane's was in the World Cup, his was, his was that far wide. Yeah, it was definitely. absolutely absurd. Yeah, I'm was, surprised it we, didn't go out for a fucking corner down the other end. It was so wide. We, 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 we thought he was aiming for Atlantic City, and he somehow handed it to San Diego. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> what is he? What is he? The international man of mystery? Exactly. International <laughs> man of mystery. By coastal. Thank you very much. Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. They're going to find Salah's penalty in about 2,000 years in some pyramid in Scouse side. <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah, the. Oh, that's racist and sexist all in one <laughs> thing somehow. All in one. The. Fuck me. The problem in. With Can't even that make a good joke anymore. Is that that just doesn't work. If if what you do is just throw a bunch of strikers at the issue, 
any good organized team is going to be able to stop that, no matter how talented you are. Yeah. Because someone's got to get them the ball. And there's not somebody out there to get them the ball. Like, it just, it's not going to happen. And that's what I'm starting to fear for Liverpool is that they made the big charge and they may still just fall off short. So you're saying throwing money at the situation doesn't work, right? Todd Bowley. And this is the on-field equivalent of that. They're just throwing strikers at the situation. Fair enough. I'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, is that? Yes. Right. Moving on to Europa and the McRib Cup. Uh, Newcastle, I think, is firmly, if they're not going to Champions League, they're definitely fifth place or sixth well, place. They have, they're they, going to Europa. They do have a game in hand on Liverpool, yeah. and they already have a two-point lead. So they yeah. could extend that to five yeah. should they win their game in hand. They're going, I do think they still have to play each other, though, this season, if no, I'm not mistaken. Played each they other. played twice. They played uh, twice. They just recently right. remember Pope, uh, impossible Pope, <laughs> doing the, I'm going to dive at the ball. No, that's right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, duh. But, but make a shoestring <laughs> grab that uh, the NFL <laughs> deemed a touchdown because he lifted it up just off the ground with his fingertips. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I forgot about that. You're right. That was against Liverpool, wasn't it? it now, you came. also throw Brighton in the mix. Brighton have only played 24 games. So they have a game in hand on Newcastle. Now, granted, they are five points back currently. Hold on. Uh, Mel, I know exactly what you were thinking. Spursy Everton that. <laughs> you say it one more I time. am not going to Spursy Everton that. Thank you. Five times. Boom. Bazinga. Title. <laughs> Fuck. That's also going to be a title. <laughs> So, but you've got this situation here where Brighton have two games in hand on Liverpool. They're only three points back. Yep. So they could be three points. Liverpool could find themselves on the outside looking in in seventh place. And and Fulham has lost the last two, but they've been great all season. You do wonder. Now, but everybody just, above them, Brighton have three games in hand. Yeah. Liverpool have a game in hand and Newcastle have two games in hand on Fulham. And also Fulham. So I, they're going to be mid-table for me. I don't think they're going to be able to make up that difference. Well, also Fulham, let's face it, too, this weekend. And we're going to talk about it when we do um, when we do injury time. We're also going to talk about the FA Cup quarters. They have a chance to go to the semis. And I got to figure if they get past United and make it to the semis, everything's going to be on trying to win an FA Cup. That's absolutely what it's going to be for uh, for Fulham. Which will secure them Europa League status. Precisely. And screw over whoever ends up being in seventh, which wouldn't it be great if it was Liverpool? Because they are... <laughs> I'd love that. They are absolutely <clears throat> safe, in my opinion. And, and then, on 39 points, they're absolutely safe. <clears throat> and then couple that with um, Brentford, who until this loss, hadn't lost since fucking October. Now, of course, there was the World Cup break, but they had been on fucking fire. If they, Here was the thing, and this was my big concern with them coming to Everton was, okay, they don't play well on the road. We saw them play very poorly against Leeds, but you know yep. what they didn't do at Leeds? Lose. Correct. They managed a nil-nil draw. Like So even when they're at their worst, they figure out a way to still get a point. This was the first time they didn't get that point in a well, long time. Yeah, an another shit thing for Fulham, though, if you if you look at this table here, Brentford are on 25 games, so they have two games in hand on Fulham. Mm -hmm. Then you look behind them to Chelsea. Chelsea are on 26 games, Fulham on 27, so they have a game in hand. If Chelsea win their game in hand, they pop up to seventh place on 40 points. But Brentford could win both their games in hand and be on 44 Yeah, and drop Chelsea down into eighth again. 
So Chelsea could get fucked out of a European place because of the charge of these other teams as well. Mm -hmm. Brentford could find themselves bubble boys on the cusp, but not getting in. Yeah. Um, if they, if they, you know, do what they're supposed to do. Uh, and then Chelsea, the only way I see for them, honestly, they're still in the champions league. They took Dortmund out midweek. I think they might just have a proper go at the Champions League again. I have a feeling that's exactly what they're going to do. And try to figure that out. And yeah. we already know that Graham Potter's kind of experience on the continent is proving better in Europe than it is domestically. Yeah, it really um, has been. So I this is going to be a very, very interesting race for these European spots. Also, as is, don't, don't look now. Villa's even on points with fucking Chelsea in 11th place. That's true. So and they're the, not out and, of it either. And on the same number of games. Yeah. So they have the same number of games in hand on the teams above them as well. I, but it's Unai Emery. Don't expect too much. I tend to think. You keep saying that and we're doing better every week. So Yeah, but we have higher standards at our club. Do you? Yeah, we do. Oh, better. A lot better. Let's see how that works what, out. What's going to be. You've what, already put it out there. What's going to be funny is. <laughs> I think we're going to end up seeing it's. I think it's going to be Newcastle, Brighton, and Liverpool in some order yeah. between fifth and seventh place. Now, um, if Brentford or Fulham finish eighth, ninth, or tenth, I think they look at it and go, "That's a good season, right?" Mm-hmm. If they finish, if either one of those two clubs finish in eleventh, and Villa finishes in the top ten, it's going to feel like a season lost, like an opportunity lost. Yeah. Whereas Villa, if they finish in 11th place, they'll be like, all right, well, you know, we had a real shit start. We figured out a way to solidify the ship. Let's move towards next season. I, I It's weird. It's almost like how Everton finished in 10th place the one year with Ancelotti and Leeds finished in 9th. And it was still like, eh, okay, we finished in 10th, but it was, and eh, we played City the last game of the year and we got our asses kicked. We could have been, we had a chance at 5th, you know, that kind of like. There's so many, like, what do those teams take and how do they work with it? And honestly, for Villa, Brighton, and Fulham, not going to Europe, but having a good year, probably a good thing. You'll have a little more money in the coffers next year, mm-hmm. and you can make a right proper one run at Europe after that fact. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think all three of those clubs, I mean... You want to be in Europe. Of course you do. It, it's it's a good amount of money. It's exciting, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if, if they don't. I don't necessarily disagree with you there. Mm. Uh, I, I think Newcastle will probably finish where they're supposed to be because of how organized they are mm-hmm. uh, in a Europa League spot. So I think the other two are going to be on the outside looking in. Um, but Brentford uh, definitely have something to build on. You even the loss of Ivan Tony, possibly mm-hmm. the, um, and then you look at Villa; they're doing better than they were. Really, they don't want to qualify for Champions League ever because of the man in charge guarantees you a Europa League win. Yeah, exactly. Essentially. You're gonna get a so, Europa League. T- that's right, Mel. If it's Europa and Villa's there, just know Unai Emery wins that trophy. <laughs> That's, That's his what favorite he shit. He's won it four fucking times. You're going to have another shit. European trophy to add to your fucking crown. The, so the idea is, right, is is Villa builds on the season. Even, even if they finish in 10th, fine. Right. But they build on the season and move forward. Um, you know, they try to find somebody that's a bit more prolific maybe than Ollie Watkins. Um, what I worry about with Liverpool, 
I don't know that they'll be able to fix all their issues in one go. How can you bet in an entire new midfield? Europa yeah. League or just outside of Europe may be the new thing for them for two, three seasons mm-hmm. as they rebuild. Are they going to be prepared to do that? <laughs> Here, Here's what. it's. There's a lot of context, not for now. For the next three, four seasons mm-hmm. that may be playing out here in front of our faces. In a perfect world. And the world. Henrys are apparently open to selling. Yeah. In a perfect world. In a perfect, perfect world. Liverpool finish seventh. Chelsea finish eighth. End up out of Europe. And Fulham win the FA Cup. And Liverpool's and out of Europe as well. Fucked. Yeah, I'm with that. I like that. Sure money. We're not going to talk about me. Again? Go ahead. No, I fucked up again. I'm down $2,600. <laughs> now, the difference between you and me, Graham. All right. You make these like five leg parlays, yep, right? Sure do. I at least make a sensible bet. No, mine was sensible last week. I bet it in real money. Obviously still lost. I bet Liverpool to win and there to be over four and a half goals. And I even cursed myself because last week I said, watch Bournemouth win one nothing. Right after I said, made that bet, I said, watch Bournemouth win one nothing. What did Bournemouth do? Win one fucking nothing. Yep. So this I wrote, at least Liverpool lost. <laughs> so like I said, I like to think I make sensible bets, but I fucking don't. And I'm down $1,768. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 8.3% of the time. It works 100% (laughs) of the time. I'm doing it wrong, Graham. I'm doing it wrong. I'm going back to the well, and I can't do it this week because, you know, Liverpool doesn't have a game this coming up week. But from this point on, Liverpool will be getting my full attention that's right. I'm either going to hit bets or Liverpool is going to lose, which both make me happy, very happy. But for this week, I'm picking a guy who knows a thing about betting or two, Sammy. I'm in Tony to score and Brentford to beat Southampton at plus 296. Nice. Yeah. There you go. There we go. All right, good. You know what? You know what? Bet, bet how the experts bet, man. Come on. Bet how the experts bet. That's so fucked. I like that, though. That's a good bet. It, don't worry. It won't hit because I make every week you say, hey, that's a, you know what? Oh, as I bang into the microphone, you say, you know what, Sam? That's a pretty good fucking bet. And it never fucking hits. It never is. Right. No chance is it. So I have an email from our good friend because he's sleeping. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick it a week. And I quote. So I ended up losing on the first game of my parlay last weekend. So now that I'm down a thousand dollars, I'm going to play another favorite. Th- was your first time? You know that meme with him standing with the noose on his neck on the side of the boat? Yeah. Uh, James Franco. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. He was worse than me at one point, but then he hit last week, which got him back up. Yeah. And now he's back down again. I'm down over two and a half stacks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your thousand bucks is child's play. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, back to the quoting part. I'm going to play another favorite three game parlay. Shocker. So I'll take Tottenham over Southampton, Villa over Bournemouth, and Arsenal over Palace. I put $100 to win 290 
and hopefully chip away at that negative number. Merry Gamblers Christmas to the start of the NCAA tournament this Thursday. Hope you guys, uh, hope you guys the best of luck. There you go. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? I, I hope maybe you had guys, a beer or two. I hope you guys best luck too. <laughs> I, I think to we have a, have a contender for a show title. I, I need to have a conversation with. Uh, hope you guys the best of luck. <laughs> I, I need to have a conversation with uh, Pat because. Um, Oh, and let's go Maryland, he says. Uh, the, uh, run, the Run Your Pool app, which is what we used for the World Cup. Yes. I'm in one of those, and I've gone on my phone, and I've gone on two separate computers to the bracket. You click on the two teams. You try to click on one. Nothing happens. You try to click on it and drag it. Nothing happens. You go to the next bracket. Just two things light up. Like, you cannot legitimately actually pick the fucking bracket. Nice. So I know the gambler knows how to work the system. So I got to talk to him so he can tell me how to do it. Okay. Because I'm a boomer and I apparently can't figure so out the, uh, that, uh, the, uh, the app. So for that uh, pool that uh, Alan Brody's trying to get us to do, you're not in charge of it. No, I'm not in I charge of it. I told him he's in charge of it. Yeah, he's in charge of it. He said it first. It's on him. <laughs> he did agree. that, and I said, it looks yeah. like you just volunteered yourself I there, Chief. Yeah. That is the, uh, I, I'd like to cite the legal case of ye who smelt it, dealt it. That is exactly <laughs> it. I believe that has jurisdiction no in this case. How about that, Sam? Women can be funny, too. <laughs> nice. Misogyny theater. Perfect. The All hand's right. going really sells it. So, thanks, Pat, as usual. Uh, by the way, Click. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a sensible, very sensible three-way parlay. Okay. Okay. Oh, my cup of losers. Um, just says big surprise. Yeah. It's about to say big surprise, but I can't write on that. Because you can't write. Preparation. That's really good for a show, you know. Thanks. I don't care how there shitty you your day was. You that at least cup is getting it. dense. Well, it's for two fucking years. I haven't emptied it. <laughs> All right, so I, I've I'm got, purposely going to make it to the end of this fucking season. There's only 11 fucking games left. I'm absolutely shitting on Southampton this week. Okay. I've got Brentford to beat Southampton, Tottenham to beat Southampton, and then Brighton to finally win El Gatwico. Oh, you know what? If um, Crystal Palace is now on four and a half hours without, Wait a having, without registering a shot on target. So... I would have to say the favor is in the in the hands of Brighton. That's for damn sure. Wait, timeout. Yeah, timeout. We may have a party foul. Okay, because Pat. Oh, we play on Sunday, Palace. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. play midweek. Yeah, yeah. There's two games. The yeah, Bournemouth plays twice and Palace plays twice this next yes. week. Yes, okay, fine. Never so second guess happen. a degenerate gambler. I no, well, I got nervous. I was like, wait a minute. So yeah, so Brighton over Palace, Brentford over Southampton, Tottenham over Southampton. And they're only giving me. I'm not too happy about it, but they're only giving me plus five twenty three. <sighs> but what? it's fine. I can get back. Under chip away at under two thousand dollars down. Yep, yep. Just I'll take chip it. away at it. No, I can't actually. <laughs> I can't get under. You 2, won't 000. catch me even if I miss and you hit. But I'll be still, just, you at least start to pick I'll be away at just it. over two thousand down. Oh, well, you kind of reach that point. It's what so, you got to do, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be fine. Well, yeah. It'll be fine. You, you, it, it can't possibly lose, right? It's a surefire hit. You know who normally doesn't possibly lose, but seems to be losing a lot lately. Who's that? The chicken.
Well, Kitty got greedy and split this weekend. So she sits at 12 and 14. Now, Kitty is still away, handling more like avoiding her financial obligations. But at least she's texting this week, which, you know what? That's progress. Yeah, it is something. Uh, All she sent, though, was a selfie of her and Danny DeVito. That seems odd. Fun fact. Hold on. Did she have to blow DeVito? Because isn't that normally what everybody has to do on the uh, cast for Sonny? She was just sitting on his shoulder. Um, (laughs) I have to do some digging, though, on who he supports. But uh, I would have thought it was Wrexham because of Always Sunny. But that's not the case. Hmm. Apparently, Danny's a gunner. Can I just uh, say he supports nobody because he's only two foot six? Yeah. Danny's <laughs> a gooner. A, I was going to make a joke about how uh, I was really surprised that, that Danny wasn't that much taller than Kitty, but I, I decided not to do that joke. Sorry. Danny's I'll be, the be a gooner. But Danny's a gooner through and through, so it looks like she is picking Arsenal to beat Brajan's Crystal Palace. Very good. Very good. Um, I do know what she was whispering in uh, Danny DeVito's ear, though. What was that? Gamble legally and responsibly. Brock, brock. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no! See, this is the brilliance of checking in on the show live, because if you listen to it tomorrow on your podcast platform of choice, you're going to hear a very, very clean show. But if you watched live, you know Mel Dunn fucked up. Mel Dunn fucked up. That is what you know. (laughs) Funny, she wants the mute button now. (laughs) Please, Mr. Graham, continue. I don't know if I can. That's brilliant. All right. Uh, We're not talking about a preview here, so we're going to go back to last Tuesday. Huddersfield and Bristol City tore it up. Nil-nil. Near Warnock. Huge heart on <laughs> a nil nil draw in England in the heart of England is like Viagra to Neil Warnock. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, and that's what he got uh, versus actually he used to manage Bristol city as well. So that is a Neil Warnock Derby there, a warlock Derby, if you will. A Sheffield warlock. United one nil over Reading West Brom one nil over Wigan. So all the Tuesday action was fucking ripping and running. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dare one say perfect championship form. Oh, my goodness. Stoke uh, 3-2, I'm sorry, over Blackburn uh, on Friday. You get into Saturday's action. Bristol City rebounding 2-0 over Blackpool. Birmingham 2-0 over Rotherham. Burnley 3-0 back to winning ways over Wigan. Coventry and Hull City a 1-1 draw. Preston North end 2-0 over Cardiff. QPR 1-0 over Watford. Millwall 1-0 over Reading. Big playoff implications in that game. Mm-hmm. Luton one 0 over Sheffield United. Uh, Boro three one over Swansea. That's uh, Middlesbrough uh, flying high again. Who scored those goals? Aaron Ramsey. I don't think it's my Aaron Ramsey. No, it's not. <laughs> but you know who else did? Chubak Pom, formerly of the Arsenal Academy. There you go. Come on, buddy. One nil. Uh, West Brom over Huddersfield. Uh, getting their second one in a row. Sunderland 1-0 over Norwich. So that leaves your table looking. Burnley, 13 points clear and 19 goals clear. I think Burnley's first winning the place. league. It looks like it. Pretty much wrapped up, except for there's still 615 games to go. Hey, we're going to talk about it on uh, injury time, Mr. Graham. 
Mm-hmm. Burnley may take themselves a scalp this weekend, and I fancy that they could in the mm-hmm. FA Cup. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible. All right, uh, so you have Sheffield United in second place on 67 points with a plus 24 goal differential. And actually, the championship, look at this motherfucker. The championship, every single team mm-hmm. is on 36 games played. Holy hell. Well done. Nicely So done. we have nothing to worry about there. Middlesbrough in third place on 63 points. Creeping up on Sheffield United a little bit. the table. Yeah. Uh, Luton in fourth on 60 points. Now, the goal differential is vast between those two, 23 to 10, Middlesbrough to Luton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are going to have to to score some goals. Blackburn holding on in fifth place in 58 points with a dead even zero goal well, differential. Say Blackburn's a team that's been, they normally win one nothing or lose one nothing. That's trouble. That's who they've been this whole season. Millwall rounding out your playoff spots on 57 points. Shot up. With a plus eight. Uh, Norwich in 7th on 55, West Brom in 8th on 54, Coventry in 9th on 53, Sunderland in 10th on 52, so not too terribly far off a playoff spot there. Watford in 11th on 51, hopefully they stay there. Preston North End in 12th on 50, and Bristol City with an outside chance uh, because there are so many games left. They're on 48 points, Stoke on 46, and Hull on 46. I don't think they're going to be able to make up that difference. No. But there is an outside chance that they possibly could, so I have to mention it. If you go down to the bottom of the table, Wigan in 24th place on 32 with a minus 26. Uh, Huddersfield in 23rd on 32 points with a minus 22. Blackpool in 22nd on 32 points as well with a minus 20. So all three relegated teams, uh, as of now, are tied on points, 32. The only thing separating them is goal difference, and there is a six-point gap to 21st place Cardiff, but they are not playing very well on a minus 13 goal differential. Rotherham are two points ahead of them in 20th on 40 points with a minus 9, and QPR are in 19th uh, with 42 and a minus 15. Birmingham in 18th on 42 with a minus six. So that rounds out your your bottom kind of seven, six, mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. Still kind of tight, but the the rest are starting to pull away a bit. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. And the goal difference is telling. I mean. Fear for Huddersfield Town. That's yeah. one of those kind of teams that's always been a championship if side. If they go down, they're in trouble, I think. Bar- you see that with Barnsley. They've had a hell of a time mm-hmm. this season, and I don't think they're going to get back up from League One. And you saw with a team like Sunderland, that can affect you for years. That you live on a certain budget and suddenly you don't have that budget anymore. Gonna be very, very, very tough. So, yeah. And uh, look at fucking West Brom just very quietly sneaking their way in there. They finally got all the crumbs. It's like, you know what? I mean, when you have kids that sit in a car seat in a car, Mm -hmm. right? The effects on that car are felt for years to come, mm-hmm. okay? You find crumbs everywhere. Right. And this manager, I don't even know who it is, to be honest with you, but he has that hand vacuum on fucking lockdown, getting all the sausage roll crumbs out from Steve Bruce's <laughs> under car well seat said. situation, okay? Well That's said. what's happening. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, I have a few. Um, the first of which is the Bournemouth supporter, 
that brought the massive dildo to the game yeah, for it, some reason. Don't know why. We know why? it's a Bournemouth or not a Liverpool supporter. Uh, we've only just finished picking up the rubbish. Oh, in the away end at the Vitality. Sorry, it was a Liverpool supporter. I apologize. Uh. Massive dildo. Their wife is going to be super pissed. They brought that to the football. <laughs> Judging by the veins and ball size. Well, Liverpool did get fucked. <laughs> and girth of yeah. it. Um, anyway, so there's that. Uh, there is a real life scenario that I'm not allowed to disclose names of, but vexes me to no end. Mm-hmm. A friend... Um, Lost her nephew this past weekend, three years old, because he has a neuroblastoma. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctor went to do a bio- a routine biopsy, got greedy, quote unquote. That is a, a self quote from the doctor. He got greedy, tried to take more of the tumor than he should have or than he needed, rather not should have, but mm-hmm. needed and ended up nicking the, the young man's artery. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and he bled out over the course of 48 hours. Oh, my God. That's terrible. And a three-year-old is now dead because a doctor got greedy. Mm-hmm. And um, advocate for your kids. Advocate for your loved ones. Um, uh, you know, doctors do a brilliant job most of the time, but they can get a bit greedy. They can get a bit God complexy. Mm-hmm. Don't let that happen. Stay on everything. Just let them do what they need to do and nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. End of story. That's But it has to be said, and that really struck me this weekend and really grinded my gears. The other thing is let journalists talk about the fuck they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Hashtag BBC. Uh, so, match of the day. Yeah. The Christian was just making sure you were going to cover this of one. Of course. So the much-beloved Saturday night program, because there is so much blackout on television mm-hmm. of Premier League football, the much-beloved and world-renowned match of the day highlight show uh, with multiple pundits from multiple teams. You have Alan, now Alan Shearer, Ian Wright. You have a, a ton of people. Some of the greats of fucking football. Like, Gary I Lineker mean, hosts it. Yep. It is a fucking staple. A lot of the, the memes and gifts that we post are from match of the day commentary. Right. Precisely. Right. Uh, in, in, in the closed group, again, drunken United FC on Facebook, find it. Um, and Gary Lineker, uh, said about a certain piece of legislation that is going into the house of commons. I believe this week, uh, that it, uh, some of the language in it is akin to some of the language in 1930s Germany. Yeah, the bill is essentially to outlaw any uh, asylum seekers. Sorry, fuck you. You're not allowed here. Correct. Which, as a free country, and also as one of the world powers, because they really are, were sorry, doors should be open. Like, our country, doors should be fucking open. If there's there's someone seeking asylum, the door should be open. Yeah. It's just how it is. But I'll let you continue my apologies uh so basically because of a tweet that gary lineker did surrounding this situation uh this bill the bbc suspended him because he violated their quote-unquote um impartiality social media terms or whatever for their contracts Mm -hmm. um that being said he's a football journalist number one my opinion uh, so him commenting on him being impartial or partial rather on politics doesn't bother me at all. 
And to be honest, tw- it's on Twitter. He didn't we do it both on the show. spoke about it earlier. There are multiple Tories that are contracted to the BBC that tweet shit all the time and never got suspended. in trouble at all. Luckily for Gary Lineker, and it shouldn't have had to come to this, but every other Premier League, former Premier League star that match of the day asked to do the show said, fuck you, bro, mm-hmm. and didn't do the show. So they did not use the match of the day theme song. They did not use any of the monikers of match of the day. They had a 25 minute, quote unquote, Premier League highlight show. And once again, footballers take the limelight to stand up for political freedoms. Yeah. Marcus Rashford knew about Marcus Rashford, you know, feeding children and this, that, the other. Um, Once again, People that aren't necessarily equipped to do so have found themselves in the necessary space to stand up for basic rights and um, and win. Thank God they win. Never, never underestimate the brotherhood or sisterhood that is footballers. Yeah, it's they will always get each other's back. You can't beat us always you cannot beat us it's, it was very beautiful how just like immediately ian reich and alger who would be yeah one, fuck you who would be one and two right uh-huh. after him just like yeah no um like i said to mel you could go to your office and fuck yourself yeah. entirely yeah <laughs> yeah no chance because they're also not wrong yep. i mean just like so you want to suspend somebody for being a nazi fine right because that's inappropriate that's not okay. That's not acceptable. Uh, funny. One of those one of those uh, Tories tweeted something out about Hitler and got in no trouble at all. No problem at all. Yeah, so, exactly. Just, it, it's it's absolutely absurd. And the BBC are so terrified of the government mm-hmm. that they, they just do these things. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's once all or again. Nothing. It's all or nothing. I'll hold everybody accountable or hold nobody accountable. Once again. But you set the parameters that you're not going to hold one side accountable. This guy says something. He should be in the fucking clear. You right. set precedent. He should be in the clear too. But we're we're back. Gary Lineker's been reinstated. Everybody mm-hmm. else has dropped their protests. Everything's fine. And the BBC have stated that they are taking a look at their own social media policies to make sure that their their journalists, in politics or not, are free to express themselves accordingly. How very British of them. So they're saying yep. blah, 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 blah. Now, I, I get Nothing it. Nothing to see here, you looky-loos. Move I, on. I get it, right? If we're we, getting a week anyway. So. If we did a show, right, you and me, if we did a football show um, on on television. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. If we did a show on television on a national broadcaster, that is supposed to be unbiased, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about a regional sports network like right. NBC Washington right. or whatever. I'm talking about we're on NBC. We better be covering everybody impartially. Right. That makes sense. Fine. Right? Report the facts. Be a news reader. Right. But that's not what he's being asked to do. Mm-hmm. That's not his. He reports on the football impartially. This is a completely different topic that he professionally doesn't cover. Right. Leave him the fuck alone. Yeah? Yeah. The the other reporters, the other journalists, I'm sure cover their topics, quote unquote, properly. 
They are impartial. These are the facts. We're one of the only countries I've ever seen that national broadcasters broadcast opinion mm-hmm. shows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our news network. Tucker Carlson. Our news network. For worse. And, and CNN on the other side. Both yeah. both sides do it. It's completely but talking f- head opinionated but shows. But fuck it's your opinion. News. Fuck your opinion show. Right. Fuck your opinion show. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Just read the news. Yeah. Let me make my decision. Yeah. Let me do my research. Fine. Don't we or say we've done the research and this is what it shows. And that doesn't seem to be correct. Great. No problem. This was an issue. It was a problem. It was a controversial bill to begin with. It's still yet to be voted on. Gary Lineker went outside of his journalistic bubble and posted a personal opinion. And the BBC tried to shut him down. And he said, fuck you. Got interviewed in a car, doubled down and said, yeah, I'm not deleting that tweet. Fuck you. And he's got his job again. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And he can just be happy hosting his his private parties in his club and Ibiza, and it's all good to go. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that next, might be Wayne Lineker, actually. Next <laughs> up is Injury Time, where we're going to talk about the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on our adopted clubs and preview the week and weekend's action and the FA, up, FA Cup quarterfinals. Yes. Should one want to find Injury Time, Mr. Graham, how do they go about doing it? It is www.patreon.com forward slash D football show and just sign up to that one beautiful, gorgeous $5 tier. And uh, if about 350 of you do it in the next seven days, we'll be able to quit our jobs. So get it done. Unbelievable. Oh. Good, good news, Mr. Graham. <laughs> this show will end up being, while it is right now, at an hour 30 and 31 seconds. All of Mel's screw-ups will get it under an hour 30. So until next week, everybody. I like beer. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, the fucking gooner gram. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Leave it in.